Yes. Welcome to Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy, a production of FlagandBanner.com. Through storytelling, conversational interviews, and Carrie's natural curiosity, this weekly radio show and podcast offers listeners an insider's view into the commonalities of entrepreneurs, athletes, medical professionals, politicians, and other successful people, all sharing their stories of success and the ups and downs of risk-taking. Connect with Carrie through her candid, funny, informative, and always encouraging weekly blog. And now it's time for Carrie McCoy to get all up in your business. My guest today is the retired Arkansas broadcasting legend, Mm -hmm. Mr. Craig O'Neill, a.k.a. Mm -hmm. Randy Hankins. He cannot not talk. He can tell he's used to being on the radio. I'm just enforcing and endorsing everything you say. There you go. After 50 years in the business, with the last 24 of those being at Little Rock's Arkansas's THV 11, O'Neill officially signed off for the last time as news anchor on December the 29th, 2023. Before that, he had a successful radio career on mm-hmm. KKYK, mm-hmm. then B98.5, mm-hmm. where he was famous for his prank phone calls and interrupting the, <laughs> the interviewer. <laughs> Having spent two decades as a fun-loving radio personality, many, including his wife, Jane, doubted his decision to move to TV. Would Craig be serious enough for the news hour? Hmm. Doubters soon became believers. Starting as a sports reporter, he soon moved to the news desk. Craig has interviewed presidents and music icon Dolly Parton alike. He has danced on the Ellen DeGeneres show, announced Razorback football games, emceed more than 9,000 charity events, helping raise over $400 million in Arkansas. Bam! O'Neill got so many t-shirts from grateful Arkansas nonprofits that in 1998, in true Craig O'Neill jokester style, yes, he lined the Broadway bridge from Little Rock to North Little Rock and then some... With his T-shirt collection. You are the only person that has ever mentioned that. Wow. Brilliant, Carrie. Go ahead. She's only halfway through. (laughs) His passion. I'm two-thirds. His passion project and probably his retirement career is reading to grade school children through AR Kids Reads. Mm -hmm. Using his acting skills, infectious personality, and unforgettable voice, he hopes to ignite some lifetime readers. He also works with Hearts and Hooves, an organization that teaches children and adults with disabilities to ride and handle horses at a time when we are all craving authenticity. Mm-hmm. It is time to get real and welcome to the table, Arkansas's authentic, legendary broadcaster, Mr. Craig O'Neill. Yes. I thought you told me there was going to be a studio audience. <laughs> that's in the that's only videographer over oh. there. Yeah. There wow. Is. That's oh. Jonathan. We got one guy. Uh-huh. Well, there. I'll take whatever I can get. There you go. How does it feel to be on the other side of the table? I'm interviewing you. Man, this is tough. You are. Yeah, you can't really shut tough. up. I can I tell. <laughs> Well, it's the problem is you got the mic. You got a mic. The mic in front of me says, use me. Hey, big boy, oh, come yeah. on, let's go see what you got. And <laughs> it's a strange mic. It's not one I'm used to. So it's going to be even more demanding. Oh, So I'm trying, actually, I'm trying not to impress y'all. It's the mic in front of me. Uh-huh. It's hey, calling baby. your name. How it's about called- that? Boy, there's the legendary voice. Your brother is an announcer. Does he have that legendary My voice? My brother is in Montana where the high yesterday was minus 20 degrees. I thought he worked in Hot Springs as an he announcer. He did, but he moved to Montana when he started writing hot checks. So <laughs> the checks were the hottest thing. Now it's the coldest thing. He's in Montana where the high was 20 below. That's Can terrible. you dig that? Is he an announcer like you? No, he's um, he's learning to play the violin and oh, making friends in Montana. Oh, so. He's older? He's younger. He's a year younger and, and a lot he, better looking. And he retired. He's yeah. Why Montana? I know we're not about him, but why Montana? Well, he chose Montana because it's got it's rugged. It's picturesque. It's he's uh, an outdoorsman. No, he's not. (laughs) So far, you've gotten four no's. (laughs) 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 But he's in Libby, Montana. And it's impossible for me to talk to him without going Libby, Libby, Libby under the the table, 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 table. table, table, He hates it it when I do that. All right. So I love it when you do it. Thank you. So has it sunk in? You're retired? (laughs) No, no. And I'm and I've heard from so many people that 
I've never been busier since I've been retired. And now I can understand why, because your brain is starting to fill in all the blanks and all the spaces on your calendar going, here's what you need to do. Here's what you need to do. Here's what you, you need to respond to that phone call. You need to go do that podcast. Boom. The next thing you know, you're busy, busy, busy. Mm-hmm. Is it home repairs? No. Are you kidding? Are you still volunteering <laughs> everywhere? Oh, heck yeah. Oh, that's what it is. Everybody, Everybody wants you to do everything. 9,000. I've had four board offerings to be on four oh, different I bet. boards. Oh, I bet. And I've had to turn them all down. But Well, you have to pay oh, to darn. be on boards a lot of times. Well, uh, on the other hand, Tyson Foods, if you need a board member, I'm yours. Because I've heard about how much you pay them. Oh, they pay. <laughs> yeah. Well, some boards you have to pay to be on. Yeah, but not uh, Tyson. They pay you. I wonder about Walmart. Um, they probably pay you. I bet right? you get paid a bunch yeah. on Walmart. I bet you learn a lot being on a boards, being on boards like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and Walmart, I could do your PA announcement. Oh yeah! Attention shoppers, there's a special in our sporting goods office and department right now. We'll put together. Camo is half off. We'll put. <laughs> did you always know that you were that you had a big voice? Yes. What age did you start sounding Ten. like a baritone? Really? Ten. Honestly. Uh huh. And. And, and my mother would tell me to quiet down my whole mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. And that those were a fact. Did I, you sing? You no, a, I never sang. You should and I was often asked if I did. And you I'm have good a natural resonance. Well, yeah. I do. And I've, I'm good for two notes. And yeah. then it just goes south. <laughs> so your name is really Randy Hankins. It and is I in asked the church. You, mm-hmm. Okay. And mm-hmm. I asked you if I could tell everybody that, but you changed you, it. Why did you change it? I didn't. In 1972, I was hired to go on KARN. And I was the nighttime disc jockey. And the man that hired me had already had jingle singers sing the name of the person he was going to hire for the nighttime shift. And it was a name of a guy that he knew in Seattle named Craig O'Neill. No way. And he didn't take the job? Huh? And the guy didn't take the job or something? No, it was not that. It was just that he needed a name. He didn't oh. ask the guy, Craig O'Neill, that he worked with in Seattle, if oh. he could, he would come down to Little Rock. Instead, he just had the jingle singers sing Craig O'Neill. Weird. And whoever he hired was going to be Craig O'Neill. And besides that, he said, and I quote, I can't have you named Hankins. That, that name sounds so country. <laughs> you never find him in New York. That name sounds too country, so I got the name Craig O'Neill. And that means that for probably for the last 25, 30 years, this guy in Seattle's been in therapy. It's <laughs> probably true. So you it's started, you, you went to, you you knew, you met your wife in Jonesboro. You uh-huh. went to Jonesboro ASU. Yep. Did you play football because you called for the Razorbacks? No, but I did play football at Pulaski Heights Junior High. You graduated and, from Central. And graduated from Central and was asked to play football at Central. Really? But I had a bad shoulder. So, uh, and, but I was a really good fullback. I mean, really fantastic. I could, the first two steps, I was the quickest young kid on the planet. It was the next three or four steps. It was a lot like singing. First two notes, (laughs) I'm off. First two steps, I'm quick. But then, but then I had a big booty my entire life, especially in junior high. So as a fullback, you could blow open the holes in the line Mm -hmm. and John Cheatham could come right behind me and score and make 30 yard touchdown runs and get all city and your shoulder threw a wrench and all that yeah bad shoulder yeah against west side junior high which is no longer in existence so you met your wife and i when i was getting ready for the show i remembered that your wife used to do jane used to do this goofy character for crate deals or for somebody yes, who, for who freight was? sales freight sales freight sales which is now hank's fine furniture the really? late, late oh. hank brown and he hired her he actually hired me, and I passed along the gig to Jane and Rhonda Atwood, who was who did those commercials with her. And for a while there, she was the big star in the household. Absolutely, I, I mean, I still take. remember it. It's see, yes. So, what was her character for the listeners? She was there? okay. She was okay. Rhonda was Lois Price, and she was Lorlene Freight. And goofy, goofy, goofy. You think? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the names alone, I don't remember this at she all. She played the well, country. You no, know, you weren't even born. Ah, word. Okay. She played the countryest bumpkin you ever saw, uh-huh. but it stuck in your. You know how those kind yeah, of people yeah. stick in mm-hmm. your mind, and she she did a great job of it. Um, I was surprised to hear in college that you were in ROTC. Well, I was in. Well, you had to go to ROTC Why? at ASU for the first two years. Uh-huh. Really? Yes, I was part of it. 
oh. for them to get become what I understand was a land grant, they had to offer or you had to take ROTC oh. for the first two years. So back in 1968 and 69, I was in ROTC. I thought you wanted to be, hello, no, Vietnam or no, something. No, 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 They tried to recruit me when I was about to go to my junior year at ASU, and I went, no, mm. I can't. I'm you think sorry. they ought to still make kids do things like ROTC and service work? Well, they are. there are colleges. Like, for instance, Hendrix has got a service program. It's not ROTC, mm -hmm. not military-oriented, mm -hmm. but it's community-oriented, and I good. love that. I it's like a volunteer do. hour requirement or something, right? Yeah, something like that to get your degree. Okay. So you used to have a moniker, besides your Craig O'Neill moniker, you used to have a moniker called Lips. Mm -hmm. That came at Central. High I was school? called Lips at, high at Central? Central High School. Well, yeah, you actually put it on your T-shirts and everything. Oh, yeah. So I went with it. When I was in radio, everything from my past, Carrie, was just thrown into the mix. I was called Lips. So my characters would call me Lips, or anybody wanted to could call me Lips. I played football by myself when I was in elementary school, and that was thrown into everything. I was a Johnny Carson freak. I, that was part of it. So talk, talk about your John, your love of Johnny Carson. Well, it, okay. How long is this podcast? One hour. Oh, oh baby, we got the long version of the story. Okay, good. My parents divorce in 1962, and I go to live with the rest of our family with my grandparents. So my grandfather was the cook for the house, but he was also a former military, which means he guarded the pantry like it was Fort Knox. <laughs> I'm a growing boy. I'm playing football. I want to eat. I want a snack. I would wait for him to go to bed at 10 o'clock and then would sneak into the pantry and get tuna fish, quietly open it, dump the tuna fish onto Wonder Bread. Oh, y'all. Yeah, that sounds good. You've never lived until you've had tuna fish right out of the can on that gushy Wonder Bread. Here's the problem, though. If you raid the pantry late at night, you've got to have something to watch. Oh, so yeah. I decided I'll watch this guy named Johnny Carson. He was so cool. He could speak to beautiful women. He dressed neatly. He was funny. Even when he wasn't funny, he made it funny. He smoked was, cigarettes on oh, TV. Exactly. But I didn't want to smoke, but I did want to be like him. He was phenomenal. And the more I watched, the more I laughed, and the more I admired him, I forgot the tuna fish and the bread. This is what I wanted with my life. And in 1967... When I'm 16 years old, I decided I'm going to make the Johnny Carson life my blueprint for my career. What he did, I'm going to do. Small market radio, small market television, move out to California, get on a daytime show, get a, take over the Tonight Show. There's my path. Look got, at me today, ladies and gentlemen. I'm a Carrie McCoy in Arkansas flag and banner. <laughs> Almost what got happened? there. And you got there. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great story. That is a good story and an inspiring story about living your dream. Uh -huh. This is a great place to take a break. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with THV 11's retired anchorman, Mr. Craig O'Neill, a.k.a. Randy Hangen, still to come. Some of his favorite and funniest interviews and prank calls, his work at AR Kids Read. And, and do you want a career in broadcasting? Well, start dreaming like he did. We'll get tips from Craig and what he sees as the future of TV and radio. It's going to cost you. Okay. <laughs> Around the first week of February every year, flagandbanner.com starts thinking about spring. And well, look at that. The calendar says it's already the first week of February. So we're starting to think about spring flags and spring banners and spring street pole banners. You know, a lot of festivals and neighborhood happenings take place during the spring. Give your town or festival some real excitement. Start a year-round banner program. Street pole banners that capture the attention of drivers, they really bring a collectiveness to walking around certain neighborhoods in town. And all of these great stock designs we have at flagandbanner.com can all be customized. Our banners are made from commercial-grade vinyl, printed both front and back, and they've got pole hems top and bottom. They last a long time, a real great value. Check out what we've got to offer at flagandbanner.com. 
You're listening to Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy, a production of FlagandBanner.com. Over 40 years ago, with only $400, Carrie founded Arkansas Flag and Banner. During the last four decades, the business has grown and changed, along with Carrie's experience and leadership knowledge. In 1995, she embraced the internet and rebranded her company as simply FlagandBanner.com. In 2004, she became an early blogger. Since then, she has founded the nonprofit Friends of Dreamland Ballroom, began publishing her magazine, Brave, and in 2016, branched out into this very radio show, YouTube channel, and podcast. In 2020, Carrie McCoy Enterprises acquired OurCornerMarket.com, an online company specializing in American-made plaques, signage, and memorials for over 20 years, and in 2021, opened a satellite office in Miami, Florida. Telling American-made stories, selling American-made flags, theflagandbanner.com. Back to you, Carrie. We're speaking today with Arkansas's legendary broadcast and radio personality, Mr. Craig O'Neill. It's time to get down to the nitty-gritty. Here we go. Okay, here we go. Nitty-gritty. Nitty-gritty. You moved to Little Rock and spent 10 years at KKYK. From 81 to almost, well, to 91. When did you start doing the prank calls? Was it at KKYK? In 1978, I was not doing well. I'd just gotten a job at KLAZ. They had hired me, and I was delighted because I'd been in radio sales and stunk. I was sales? Awful. Oh, oh, yeah. And they rescued me mm. and said, I need to get back on there. So they put me on there in 78. For the first four months, Carrie, it was what? not going well. Ratings, really? Yeah. Ray Lincoln, a uh, disc jockey you may know, oh, yeah. remember, mm-hmm. was number one. He was a strong number one. Yeah. And I was just not, I was just floundering. The station was doing great after I got off the air. The ratings zoom back up, but now first four months it wasn't happening. But you stayed with it. Well, I'd heard about a guy named Russ Spooner in Nashville, Tennessee, who did prank telephone calls and was quite successful with it. And I went, hmm, I'm gonna try that. Get this. The first prank call ever was to David Pryor. He was in a runoff with Jim Guy Tucker for for Senator. And I called both him and Jim Guy Tucker. That's Jimmy Carter. Hello, I want to call you both and wish you happy luck, good luck on your, your runoff. And uh, I just want you to know I have a good luck charm, David. That's a bronze. Oh no, bronze frog. <laughs> <laughs> a bronze if, frog. I love this stuff. I'm just prank. I I don't remember what I said, oh, okay. but anyway, I wish I had gotten in touch with them because you all back in 1978 there were no smartphones. You couldn't call the direct number. You had to go through a. You did get in touch with them, didn't you? No, I never did. I never did talk to them. But point being, both of them, I went ahead and aired it, even though they went nowhere. Sure. But I wanted to get on the air to set the stage for the next one. I, I got a good one. What's the next one? The next one was in about 10 days. I called the Union National Bank to purchase the bank, the bank. Excuse me, I said every time I said it, it was the bunk. So I was an Arab wanting to purchase Union National Bank. And the uh, woman I talked to was Southern and sweet. She was stewardess sweet. Uh-huh. She goes, honey, I don't know. You want to purchase the bunk? If you want my bunk bed? I want to purchase the bunk. The bunk. Oh, and you this mean is in the like bank. What, 1981 or something? Yeah, this was 1978. Oh, my God. In, in June of 78. That is so and good. And that started it from that point on. So what happened? She ends up, I ends up getting a middle manager who asked the magic question, how much are you willing to pay, Sheik? Sheik. <laughs> $110 million. Is that cash? Yes, it is $110 million. Well, we last guessed that our estimate, our latest estimate is we're over $200 million in assets, so I'm sorry, you're half price. Whatever it takes. But anyway, the point oh being, God. I was you, talking how money. How do you ever get off the phone from something like that? Oh, I was talking money. Do you ever money. tell them? Oh, sure. Yeah, what's you had end? to tell them. So you what's had, the end? The end goes something like, I am drawing on its bank account of Craig O'Neill of B90, excuse me, of Z98, KLZ. <laughs> And he suddenly knows it's a joke and he starts laughing, which is good. You want the laughter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Aren't you nervous that they're going to get mad at you? I was. Early I was. Later, no. So how many you think you've done? I bet aired probably about 500. For the 500 that aired, there are about 300 more that did not air. How do you come up with the ideas? 
just people sometimes will phone them in. And sometimes what was phoned in was funnier than the prank. And the classic one is the man in hot sp- in Pine Bluff, when they were putting in cable, he said, Craig, you got to call my next door neighbor. The cable company keeps digging, coming out and digging a trench in his backyard to lay their cable and they cover it up. And he said, but unfortunately, their dog is, no, they're laying the cable, but their dog is going out there and doing his business on the cable. So they have to come and dig it back up, put another cable in. They've done it three times. And my neighbor, the only way he can keep his dog from digging that cable up, it was digging the cable it ain't up. Gonna, yeah, okay. Digging, digging the it. cable I was going to say, okay, yeah, digging it. The only way that they can keep that dog from digging that cable up is if my neighbor this is on the trench. Oh my! <laughs> so, at ten o'clock at night, the neighbor would go out there and piss on. The oh my god! I thought that. It's so you're so, so bizarre. So and, and the dog won't dig it up when he does that. So I call him as a company that wants his sample, urine sample, because we're going to make a, a substance out of it. We were going to sprinkle it on where the cable companies go. So oh the my dogs God. won't do it. So you told this guy, you called this guy up and said you wanted a piss sample from him. <laughs> oh, it's so good. But no, the Wild. setup was better than the call. Why? Yeah, Trust me. Yeah, Why? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's one I got for you All that right. I loved. It's a, here it is. Here's your script. You're going to read the red part. <laughs> oh, no. I'm so worried. So, I think I know what th- which one this is. This is a Texas prank call. Oh, yeah. You set the scene. All right. You'll read the red part. I'll read the red part? Yeah, tell everybody what you're doing, though. It's a good old boy. Well, we're about to play Texas on national TV. Mm-hmm. And so I decided to mess with Texas. Mm-hmm. Not all of your exes. Is it a war mess- memorial, though, right? Is it war memorial? And you're calling Razorback I'm, Games back I'm, then? Yet? Well, no? no, I wasn't then, no. Okay. no. But okay. I did call the University of Texas and tell them that I'm the groundskeeper at War Memorial Stadium. I got to share with you. We got a boy here. Uh, 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 there it is. Oh, oh, here it oh, is. There it is. All right. So All right, you, have, you, have, you have called the University of Texas <laughs> Athletic Department pretending to be Gilbert McElroy groundskeeper <laughs> at War Memorial Stadium. And this is what. Some, hold it. You hear something weird? Uh-huh. McElroy would be the name of a quarterback about eight years later. Oh, at the University of Texas. Isn't that, that is weird? weird. That okay, is weird. I'm okay, sorry. Here you go, go ahead. That's you it. So it. now you've called this guy. What right, do you say? And I say, hey, we got a small problem up here. Uh, I just wanted to know how to handle it. Last night, our boy that marks the field on the turf down there, sun's going down, and it's getting real dark, and he's a student, and he's sleep-deprived. So naturally, we don't want to have to turn the lights on to mark the field, and his deadline was last night. He didn't realize what he was doing. And what he did was he was putting y'all's name in the south end zone and he added an extra S. And then the Texas Athletic Department official says, how do you mean? And then you say. Well, what I mean is it's T-E-X-A-S-S. <laughs> and we don't have enough time now to take that extra S off. <laughs> Text ass. So do, do, do so they all just do? come in? Yeah, they all just come unglued. He says, "Well, I think you're just going to have to find a way to take that off. We can't have that on national TV." My favorite part comeback was, "What if we put two lines through that extra S and make it a dollar sign?" <laughs> <laughs> I love this. And that was when I almost lost it. I was, that and was he, their idea? But here's, huh? That, that was, was their a, idea? No, that was, that was my idea. idea. Okay. And he, he said, and he kind of chuckles and goes, I just don't think this is going to work. And he goes, what I need to do is call Coach Broyles and call Coach Dodd, both athletic directors. Sure, yeah. And talk this over and let us get back to you and see. And that's when I pulled the plug. Because if he's going to go to Coach Broyles and the athletic director – We've started a whole series of events that we don't want to have happen. So what'd you tell him? I think I said something to the effect um, of, well, my solution would be to call Craig O'Neill at B98.5 
and see what he could do. And then the, that's when the guy goes, who is he? And that's when I told him, boom, <laughs> you call are. over. Yeah. So you're so good at this because you wanted to be an actor also, didn't you? Yes. You, you used to go out to California. And how, when did you, but that's not when you got on the Ellen DeGeneres show. No, I, the, I went and did stand-up comedy. Stand-up, that's tough. the comedy store in 1984, because I'd heard that that's how comedians get on The Tonight Show. Oh, that's true. Was, and yeah. so I decided to amateur night and stood up there on the stage in 1984 and did pretty well is it hard as heck you have to memorize everything well no you just kind of if you're going for the laugh you know it's going to be there uh-huh. and so i i was nervous because here here's what happened jane and i got out there three days early and i'm walking around three days practicing my routine nervous as i can be but carrie i'll tell you all once my name was announced i got in the lights and on that stage, and you know from singing, sure, yeah. once you're up happens. there, yeah. all nervousness aside, you start concentrating on what, and the beautiful thing about being a comedian, you're waiting for the laughter. Mm-hmm. Isn't that a beautiful thing? And when you get it, then the it rhythm is, just oh, goes and goes and goes. Oh, gosh. Yeah. It is just the you most- You know, Johnny mm-hmm. Carson said he was nervous every night before mm-hmm. he went on stage. I can Crazy. believe it. And he was on, and he did that for 30 years, let's say, 20, mm-hmm. 20 or 30 years. Nervous but he's every in, night. He's, think about it. He's got new material in front of a live audience. Every night. Every night. And there weren't teleprompters back then. No. Well, they had cue, they had cue cards. Cue cards that he would read off those. So he'd get a little cue, and then you'd have to kind of ad lib from there on. So he he had to be smart to do that. Oh, my gosh. Do you I think you could it. still do prank phone calls today in, the, in no. today's atmosphere? No. Uh-uh. you get sued or something. No. Caller ID. Oh, caller ID. If I meet the guy that invented caller ID, mm-hmm. I'm oh, going to yeah. let him have it. Yeah. He ruined a perfectly good career. <laughs> Thank you, technology. <laughs> Man. All right. How, tell us how you got on the Ellen DeGeneres show. Well, okay. Or was that after you got on TV? That was after Channel 11. Okay, don't tell and us I've yet. And I've been on we're, Channel 11 for five years. Okay, don't tell us yet then, because we're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to talk about your TV career. We've no, been talk- I want to do it now. I don't want to uh-uh, go on break. Too late. Too late. I'm running the show. <laughs> <laughs> and you just met a control freak. <laughs> Which one? Which one are you talking about? Which Uh are you talking about, me or you? (laughs) When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with THV 11's retired anchorman, Mr. Craig O'Neill, a.k.a. Randy Hankins. Still to come, Craig's big and risky move from radio to TV, his work at AR Kids Reads and Hearts for Hooves, and what he sees for the future of broadcasting. We'll be right back. Part of Carrie McCoy Enterprises is OurCornerMarket.com the perfect online shopping site for everything you need to strengthen your business's image or beautify your home and landscaping. You can browse through products like custom plaques in bronze or aluminum, business signage, address plaques to dress up your home or apartment complex, memorial stones and markers, even for your beloved pets, logo mats, and countless other items. Please visit OurCornerMarket.com today and start shopping. We're speaking today with Arkansas's retired legendary broadcaster from THV 11, Arkansas's nonprofit hero and past radio personality, Mr. Craig O'Neill. If you're just turning in, you need to go back and listen to his prank phone calls. They're good. They're priceless. I don't know how you could even do anything like that today because, like he was saying, you can't do prank phone calls because nope. you got caller ID now. All right. Um, so now you've moved to TV. Here we go. Here we it's go. It's 2000. It's January 1st, 2000. Nobody thought you should do it. Nobody. Your wife is like, no, nope. Craig, do not do it. Stupid. Why did you decide to do it? I just want to try something new. I'll go ahead and confess since this you're getting it out of me. Okay. Carrie, there's just something about being with you. It's like therapy. <laughs> did you love your mother? Well, my mother always had gave me guilt issues. Um, no. <laughs> no, I... Just ha- I had read a book called The Artist's Way, which I recommend for all creatives. Oh, oh right. And that it's down by Julia That's Cameron. B- okay. Artist's Way. Artist's Way. And this was in 1996. And it played on my consciousness for four years. Also playing on my consciousness was the fact that my radio show, the ratings were starting to suffer. Also playing on my consciousness was I was on TV on ESPN with Jerry McInnes on ESPN2. And doing television part-time with Jerry McInnes, who was the number one outfitter, not outfitter, let me give you, he was the number one person to provide programming to ESPN at the time. 
It may still be that way. I don't and, know. And he was the head of Arkansas Game and Fish or something. No, he, he was the head of Jerry McInnes Outdoors. And he was just about five blocks from where you are right now. And people don't realize that. Clothing store? No, it's not a clothing store. What is Jerry it's McInnes a Outdoor? TV production oh. studio that is four, three stories and huge. And people don't even realize what all he was doing. Yes. The, the bass tournaments that you see on television, those were him. And all wow, these, right things, yeah, all this outdoor programming. And so I was doing that with him at the same time, my ratings are going down and they weren't what they used to be. So, so it's I kind thought, of like when radio's spiraling, like yeah, the iPod gets well, invented yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. I wouldn't choose spiraling. I'd put <laughs> slipping. Slipping. Okay. No. Okay. We'll go spiral. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So anyway, I thought, what else can I do? Well, I had a lot of friends at Channel 11. They had an opening. I'm over at the, and I tried in 1998 to get on Channel 11, but it didn't work. So in 1999, I go get my license renewed at the state revenue office. And there's Ed Buckner, the weatherman at the time, putting on his little stickers. And he goes, you know, we have an opening in sports. You ought to go call about it. Boom. I go call Susan Newkirk, who's the general manager at Channel 11. Next thing you know, I'm hired. She wants somebody to do something different about sports because, quite frankly, are we alone right now? Yeah. <laughs> she didn't like sports. In her mind, when news came to sports, it was a turnoff. It kind of mm. was in the old days. and so, It was very little bit. So she wanted something different. Boy, did she ever get it. Well, you knew I a agree. lot about football. I did. Loved it. I, at, at the time, I was the announcer, stadium announcer in Fayetteville and Little Rock. So, so as, I was inside why, Razorback world. That's why they suggested you. Yeah. I loved you announcing at War Memorial. Why did you lose that gig? Because there was one day that I had Houston Nutt do a promo with me where Houston's on camera with me going, and I say to Houston, no, Houston says to me, all right, Craig, do it. Do it for me just one time. Just say it one time. I love it when you say it. I went, okay. It's an Arkansas Razorback, and Houston goes with me. First down. Well, unbeknownst to us, the day before, Paul Eels of Channel 7 had done a promo very similar where his catchphrase, touchdown Arkansas, ignites the whole team on this promo. Very similar because we're using our catchphrases. And when Dale Nicholson, the head of Channel 7, heard about that, they played their uh -huh. Channel 7 card and said uh -huh. to Frank, you got to get him out of there. You got to uh -huh. get, you got to fire Craig. He's, he's stepping on our toes. Yeah. So, and this is what I'm hearing. The late Dale Nicholson. I'm hearing this now from years later. I didn't know at the time. Oh, what'd they tell you at the time? Well, it's Frank. Our call lasted 25 seconds and goes, he says, Craig, my sponsors are upset. I'm going to have to let you go. And that's the truth. <laughs> and yeah, the sponsor was channel seven, but yeah. now Frank made it seem like it was people like, I don't know, Landers or Petty Jean Mead or something. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, yeah. But no, I said, I understand coach. Cause I kind of was aware that, yeah, now that I'm in, cause I started as a stadium announcer in radio, but when I moved to TV and started getting introduced at Razorback club meetings that I was emceeing as the voice of the Razorbacks oh, and channel seven is Paul Eels scholarship money to the university to get their guy as the voice of the Razorbacks. Very political. Yeah. Yeah. So, you got caught. You got caught up in that. Exactly. You should have gone. But to I didn't mind because on game day, I was wearing myself out. I'm doing the parties. I'm doing the PA, trying to do TV. So, Carrie, I swear this is like therapy. I am so glad I'm here. <laughs> all right. Let's talk Thank about more you. therapy. I'm packing it all. <laughs> uh, COVID. COVID. You did COVID broadcasting from your kitchen table I with Jane's it. pictures behind you. We it sold, was adorable. We sold four paintings that period. Where can I buy a painting of hers right now? Well, right now you can go to JaneFHankins.com. Write that down, Greg. JaneFHankins.com. And she did. She She's done coloring books because now she's off of doing. She's no longer doing sculpture because of her hands. Mm -hmm. And she's doing these drawings. I she was a painter. Well, she is, but she's also watching British Mysteries. And while she's watching them, she's doing this <laughs> phenomenal drawing, y'all. What do you mean coloring books? She's just coloring and coloring no, books? No, she's drawing drawings that, oh, that, that are going to become coloring And it's the books. Jane F. Hankins coloring book. Where's oh, she selling that. those? Online. I love JaneFHankins.com. I'm going to go get one. I love uh, coloring books. That's a great gift for somebody oh, from man. Arkansas. We ought to sell them in, uh, in flagandvanner.com downs. Local gifts. Love it. Ladies and gentlemen. 
my life has just turned. I'm no longer a broadcaster. I am now a marketer I, at Arkansas Flag and Banner. I, yeah. so being Welcome in the, to the team. So being in the business of uh, interviewing and processing and everything, talk about your processes. I know for me, it takes me days to get ready for an interview. Really? Yeah. Huh. Look, don't, don't do that. Well, no, no. Now I do. I, you are a big reader. I am a big reader. I, I'm not a, I, I have to confess to you, I'm not a big preparer for interviews. Never have really been. I, there are some things that in, pa- in the past, once I've done the interview, and then I go back and read the person about the person I interviewed. I mm-hmm. went, dang, I should have asked him about that. Should have asked. So him. you have regret too? Oh, gosh. Oh, would you just Honey, tell everybody out there that everybody has regret after they try something? I'm broadcasting 54 years and there were still um, almost every day I'd go home and go, oh, I should have said, oh, oh. That can makes, I tell you the greatest? That makes me feel good. There are two great moments I'll share with you okay. of the should have said. Should have, should have, would have, should have done it. should have said. I did a party at the White House in 1993. Uh-huh. Bill had just been elected and right. he was having Arkansans come up and he and I have always been buddies. So I came up and DJed a party at the White House. It was Hillary's birthday. They got Gladys Knight Whoa. to come in and sing happy birthday to Hillary. And I'm MC and to this day, Dang, Mm -mm. what I should have done is before she sang, gotten Bill up with me, and we would have been her pips. And I didn't do it. (laughs) I didn't even think about it until the next day. It would have been so good. Happy birthday to you. Woo, woo. (laughs) Man, blew it. Here's the second one. Okay, all right. The second one, Arkansas is playing its opening game against SMU. Houston Nuts debut as coach. Uh-huh. His first game as coach. In the second half, the light, half the lights go out at War Memorial Stadium. What I should have said as PA announcer when I got on the PA, I should have said, hello, Houston, we have a problem. Oh! <laughs> Dang it! So many missed opportunities. What was I thinking? I don't know. Now that one would eat at me. Oh, yeah, my yeah. gosh. Uh, uh, Both of those uh, uh-huh. would have been huge. Uh, uh, Houston, we have a problem. Yeah. Would have been perfect. See. So is there one interview that sticks out in your mind that you didn't well, Dolly, make a- Dolly. Because, because it w- my grandmother, I have to go back to 19. 19- to the 50s. My grandmother had a beautiful home in Warren, Arkansas, big, broad front porch. In the summertime, there was no air conditioning then. People got out on the front porch. People would come by, stop the car, get out on the front porch. Seemed like the whole town was on the front porch. They were. Beautiful, relaxed, endearing conversations that I still remember. Gorgeous voices. The interview with Dolly was like being on the front porch. Mm. She was she was folks and she there was nothing fake. It was all real. And some of the stories didn't quite go anywhere or some things I'd ask or have fun with. She would grab and run with and But it didn't matter. It was so she and was she in Little Rock. She was in Little Rock. And the reason she was here is because the Dolly Parton Imagination Library is now in every county in the state of Arkansas. Get this, y'all. Every month, every month, 65,000 books go out to Arkansas children birth to five years of age in Arkansas. No, wait. Every, every month, month 65,000. Are there even thousand, that many kids? Oh, yes. Well, you think about it. Zero to five. Yes, there are going to be 65,000 kids in that age range. Sure. Is she a big reader? Her father made sure she was, and she is. And she's written a book in collaboration with, um, who's the one that wrote the book with Bill Clinton? Here I go, it's my turn. Peterson, Um, Peterson. uh, um, Anyway, uh, and I asked her about that too when when I was interviewing her, and she goes, and I said, you realize you've written a book with the same author that Bill Clinton wrote a book with? And she looks at me and she goes, yes, but my book is so much better. (laughs) (laughs) Crowd laugh. Here's the beautiful thing about this interview, though. Uh Uh-huh. It had, didn't involve me. From what I understand, Randy, you know, Randy Zook, who is the head of the Arkansas State Chamber of Commerce, okay. he and his wife, Dan, who used to be on the Board of Education, 
they both left the party when Dolly left. When she Dolly had to leave to go get her on her jet. So the crowd's in the governor's ballroom. She says goodbye, standing ovation. The Zooks leave in the back way. Dolly leaves the side way. The Zooks are walking up that walk in front of the governor's mansion, and they see a child on the corner holding up his Dolly Pardon Imagination Library books that he got in the mail. Because that's how they arrive. They get in the mail. He's holding up the books as Dolly's limo passes and stops. And the window comes down. And Dolly leans out the window and motions for the little boy to come over. And they talk, according to the Zooks, for about four minutes. I don't know what they talked about. I don't know what transpired. But Dolly wanted to connect with that child who had the books. And that's what she did with me. And that's what she did with everybody in that audience. And I told her. At the beginning of the interview, I said, do you realize you're the most beloved woman in the United States? I mean, really? People on both sides of the left, right, makes no difference. Everybody loves you. I used to have a joke when I was doing live things, giving away prizes. One of my fake prizes was, you have won 1,000 big ones. That's 500 posters of Dolly Parton. Oh. (laughs) 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 So I always wonder what it's like. I think about this, and I think a lot of people think about this. For 20 plus years, every day, everybody knew where you were at six o'clock sitting mm-hmm. at the news desk. I look at those people and I think I could not show up every day with my face on and bring my A game. How do you do it? Because it's on, you're on. As soon as you're on, it's the performer's electricity, it's what drives the performer. As soon as you're on, you got to connect. But don't you all day long think, oh, God, why do I do oh, this to yeah. myself? Why oh, do I do this to yeah. myself? And then, oh, you, well, ride, and then you ride the adrenaline wave until you have to do it again the next day. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Today, today, even though I'm retired, I'm going, why did I care? say yes to Carrie? I got to go. <laughs> the mic, once I'm with you all, my fellow Episcopalians, peace be with you. <laughs> I am on, baby. It gets your adrenaline going. Exactly. I think you get addicted to the adrenaline a little bit. Mm-hmm. Probably. Mm -hmm. Yep. There's something going on chemically there. Also, uh, psychologically, socially, you want to connect. We call that compensation. (laughs) (laughs) So your hobbies are reading, riding, fitness training, and horse racing. Do you bet on the ponies? You think? Yes. I did not know that about you. Yes, I love horse racing. So you love football, you love horse racing. I love horse racing because the stories around horse racing are so magnificent. Are they? Oh, my gosh. Smarty Jones. Yeah. 2004. He comes to Oaklawn. I read about him in the magazine. He's coming to Oaklawn. He just won a big race for two-year-olds in New York. He's going to spend his three-year-old season in Hot Springs. And I go, I got to interview this guy because I love that name, Smarty Jones. Yes. It's because there was a member of the family back in the Depression era that's when everybody went to one schoolhouse, and whenever the teacher asked a question, this family member, a woman, would stand up and go, I know the answer. She was like the Hermione of yeah. Harry Potter. <laughs> but she would stand up, and they called her Smarty. You're Smarty Jones. They named the horse after her because the horse had the same birthday as she did. Oh, that's fun. So they named the horse Smarty Jones. But the best part is I was the first person to interview the trainer, the first person to interview the family around that horse, and the horse, I interviewed the interviewed the family in February. The horse is on the front cover of Sports Illustrated two and a half months later, oh. winning the Kentucky Derby. Awesome. And the day that horse won, tears are coming down my cheeks because I fell in love with that horse. Mm-hmm. Did you grow up around horses? My sister did, and I love. I've always loved them. Well, you're involved in Hearts for Horses. Well, Hearts and Hooves is Hearts one of the reasons I gravitated toward hearts and hooves was because of the love of horses. Now I need to straighten something out. Hearts and hooves is kind of disbanded. Oh, it's, but okay. it has led the way for several other agencies to do the same. And quite frankly, when I saw a child with disabilities, who's in a wheelchair, her or his whole life and gets on top of a horse. And for the first time in the child's life feels movement under him that kind of that kind of mobility yeah exactly and i saw that 
tears came down my cheeks. <laughs> Smarty Jones tears. Uh, so I was hooked there too. Didn't bet on them, you, but I bet on the kid. So how did you end up with so many t-shirts that went across? In well, ni- it's 1998. I mean, that's 20 years ago, 24 years, 20, mm-hmm. 25 years ago, you had enough t-shirts even back that long to ago. To stretch over the bridge. All across the Broadway bridge. Great. We got to put a link to this on the website say, for everybody to see it. This feels like a viral moment before we had viral moments. You know? It was. Yeah. Uh-huh. If I, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. If I'd had that in my radio career, I'd be Mr. Viral. You know, you danced on the Ellen DeGeneres show. He is such a good dancer. Where'd you learn to bust a move? Oh, baby, you know, you did. Listen, you did. You were there for the 10 year Northeast High School reunion. Oh, my God. Yes. You forget. I was your DJ. I barely remember. And folks, I want to tell you about Carrie's blooper. (laughs) What did I do? Carrie does the banner and it says, welcome Northeast High School 10 year reunion. I spilled she, she had a vowel movement. <laughs> I didn't even know it. And Craig goes, have you, Craig calls me up there with the mic and he goes, have you read your, your banner? And I was like, yeah, I did that banner. And he was like, have you read it? I read it. I went, oh my God. <laughs> Craig, you don't drink a drop, do you? No, can't. Uh, do you have the gene in the family or something? No, it's a it's an Episcopal thing. Well, we drink at Episcopal things. I know we do, but in the sixth grade, I've been through the catechism, and I go up to get confirmed, and there's Bishop Brown, very large man, imposing, got the big helmet on. He gives me the wine, and I take a huge gulp, too big a gulp. It makes me sick. I oh walk down those oh. chancel steps at Trinity out the side door where that ramp is with the bricks uh-huh. and hurl. <laughs> I mean, big time. <laughs> and that trauma has been inside me, and I've never had a drink in my whole wow. life. Never like, tried it again. Never. A lot of people throw up after their first drink, and they still try it again. Uh, yeah, right. Well, that's, no. that's commendable, Craig. No, yeah. never. You I was always what? a designated driver. You well, know you what? Go. You should run for mayor. You think? Yeah. You know everybody. You don't drink. Yeah, but I don't want to do politics. Yeah, see, Mom? (laughs) (laughs) All right. This is a great place to take a break. When we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with legendary radio and TV. Is she going to announce on this show? No. (laughs) She's already announced. Mr. Craig. No, I have not. (laughs) Uh, Mr. Craig O'Neill, who for the last 50 years has been the hardest working man in Arkansas. That's right. Show business. Mm -hmm. We'll be right back to wind the show up in just a minute. What? Carrie McCoy, president of Arkansas's flagandbanner.com, believes in paying knowledge and experience forward. And she developed this very radio show as a way to do that. The biographies, experience, and wisdom of her guests would likely go unheard were it not for this venue. Rarely do people open up for an entire hour to an audience about their lives, mistakes, triumphs, and pitfalls. But this unique radio show allows the listener intimate access to the stories of prominent leaders in our state. Up in Your Business is produced at the home of FlagandBanner.com, the historic Taborian Hall in downtown Little Rock, the corner of 9th and State Street. Log on to FlagandBanner.com to learn more about this radio show and to follow us for more information on upcoming guests. You even have access to an entire library and all the platforms on which you can hear these shows. As the underwriter of this program, FlagandBanner.com continues to make positive investments in our community and bring stories of success and struggle to listeners everywhere. This is Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy. We're speaking today with Arkansas's legendary retired broadcaster and past radio personality, Mr. Craig O'Neill, whose given name is Randy Hankins mm-hmm. that was taken away from him because of a jingle That's in 1968 right. or sometime. No, 1972. I'll 1972. Never forget it, Carrie. That's all right. Man, I have divulged so much on this podcast. <laughs> We're all about, man. Man. UCA in Conway what has about got... It? Your official collection. UCA uh, has got it. I know. And it's, quite frankly, it's because my house had gotten so cluttered. Collection of what? When Jimmy Bryant, who worked in the library at the time in the archives, called and said, we'd like to do your archives. (laughs) Boom, you got it. He said, we'll send a truck down and we'll take everything. I went, yes, 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 yes. What do you think about the future of broadcasting? Well, it's 
it's technology, but here we are with a podcast. And in my day, if you broadcast, if I had a morning show back in the day, I only worried about Bob Robbins, Tommy Smith, maybe Ray Lincoln back in the early years, two or three people. If I'm doing a podcast, my competition now is about, last count, 2.4 million people. Mm -hmm. So technology has broadened the playing field. And But now, that having been said, everybody's got their own little niche, like up in your business, or crime is big on podcasts. And true crime, true crime. And would you go into the business again? The future of broadcasting. Would I? Yeah, sure. In a heartbeat. But what, I'm not right now. I'm having too much fun. What you going to uh, what you going to do? Well, I'm writing a book. Ah, inadvertently. You've heard some excerpts from it. Wonderful. Inadvertently in answering these questions. What's the goal of the book? The goal of the book is to have fun, to read it. And then toward the end of the book, we'll have some insights about life and so forth give me one um enjoy the moment and when you're in broadcasting there were times when i was doing dances especially and i'd be up there playing music and people would be having a great time and there'd be dancing and smiling and swinging and swaying and a thought would occur to me there is no place i'd rather be than where i am right now and i don't know of any other entity other than performance where you can actually have that happen where you bond with an audience mm -hmm. and it's just a it's a it's a brilliant thing when it happens Not i kind of feel that way marvelous. right now oh do yeah. you uh -huh. yeah. see yeah i've enjoyed visiting with you do we have a gift we do yes, and it is downstairs i'll get it for you it's, it's a, a u.s flag mm -hmm. and an arkansas flag oh. and a desk set Yes. So you wow. can put it on your interviews. As what are you going to do? I'm sorry. As you as you write your book, it can sit on your desk. What yeah. are you going to do when you? What else are you going to do besides write a book? You're going to do a podcast. Well, I will, but I'm I'm gonna. I think I'm just going to come up here and do it with you. Okay. Sounds great. We'll call it Up in Your Business with Craig and Carrie. <laughs> oh, I love this. <laughs> I will gladly just watch from the other room. Perfect. No, no. Perfect. He gets one day and then I get the next uh, day. Yes. I, and right. he I have gets to finish y'all sentences yeah. for you. Yeah, you yeah, have yeah, to yeah. be co-host for uh -huh. both of them because we need somebody to finish our sentences. Let's do it in my end. Ooh, yeah. Sounds mm. good to me right now. Uh, yeah. Mm. I know, right? All right. To, uh, to our listeners, this show was recorded in the hallow walls of Taborian Hall in Little Rock, Arkansas, yes. and made possible by the good works of FlagandBanner.com, Mr. Tom Wood, our audio engineer, Mr. Jonathan Hankins, our videographer, Yay. daughter, Miss Megan Pittman, production manager, and my co-host, Mr. Grady McCoy IV, a.k.a. Son Gray. Thank you for spending time with us. We hope you've heard or learned something that's been inspiring or enlightening and that it, whatever it is, will help you up your business, your independence, or your life. And I'm Carrie McCoy, and I'll see you next time on Up In Your Business. Until then, be brave and keep it up. You've been listening to Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy. For links to resources you heard discussed on today's show, go to flagandbanner.com, select radio show, and choose today's guest. If you'd like to sponsor this show or any show, contact me, Gray, that's G-R-A-Y at flagandbanner.com. All interviews are recorded and posted the following week. Stay informed of exciting upcoming guests by subscribing to our YouTube channel or podcast wherever you like to listen. Carrie's goal is simple, to help you live the American dream. 